Welcome to <clears throat> David's Life and Observation with your host, David Welch. It is important to note that this show does have a purpose. It's not just about bashing the government. It's about uh, talking about good stories when there are good stories, talking about uh, corruption in, in all levels, even if it's with uh, private companies and my job, essentially, is to expose the dirt. One of those things that I would love to do in exposing the dirt, um, and it has to do with ideology. There is a collusion of ideology in multiple levels of government and private business enterprise and individuals that align themselves with a philosophy or an ideology with whomever and wherever they can align themselves. And then they actively pursue content and social media and media of or written by or composed by or produced by the other, another party or another, you know, warring ideology. In the realm of regular speak, we call these people trolls. Now, trolls, there are different levels of trolldom. There are the wisecracking trolls that just want to poke humor at any given video, and their humor is usually pretty bland. Um, and, it, I mean, it really does no harm to the content creator. I mean, it just adds a little spice to the comment section. And, you know, there's a lot of memes out there where it just shows Michael Jackson eating popcorn, <laughs> which is the, which is a hilarious meme in the context of watching people feud or argue in the comment section of different social media platforms based on videos, pictures, articles, etc. Um, so there, the level one troll is kind of a basic troll. He doesn't really do any damage. Um, at large, it just kind of is, you know, it's kind of a, a meme generating individual who just, you know, happened to stumble upon that content and offered to make, you know, light of the situation. Now there's a level two troll that is very calculated, very particular in what they endorse, what they don't what they back, what they won't, and uh, what they put out as discourse. And those people are usually the critical thinkers of their respective groups. Those are the ones that are like, I'm going to argue and I'm going to use logic and facts and I'm going to cite studies. That's a level two troll. Those, those are the ones that are most actively engaged in discourse and I, and I mean intellectual discourse with other people of the same ilk but they just happen to have varying views on issues and those are more of the issues people not not 100% bought into the whole expanse of an ideology so I call those level two trolls those are the little bit more educated one level three trolls are the ones that are venomous these are the ones that Literally do things to harm. They will post the address 
and phone numbers and information to somebody so that someone can utilize that information to do harm. Uh, the trolls that I'm talking about too are the ones that will, you know, call the police on someone they don't like just so they can get swatted. That is a level three troll. Somebody who will send or find out, you know, your information through various means and send you personal messages through email, text message, whatever have you, and they will literally uh, be relentless in their pursuit of attacking you to cause harm and distress. Um, those are level three trolls. Those are the trolls that'll go way outside the box to make sure that uh, anybody who opposes any of their views in any sort of way will feel their wrath, so to speak. But again, these are generally harmless to life and limb trolls when it comes to themselves. Now, there is an advanced level of this troll, and I'm going to call this troll level 3 Bravo. There's Alpha and Bravo. So the first one is Alpha, the one that will do no harm physically themselves, but they will post content in order for someone else to do harm. Now, we'll... Level 3B of the trolldom is the troll that will physically go somewhere to cause harm and will, and these are the people that, given a situation that aligns with their political agenda, they're the ones that will take a MAGA hat off of a kid and light it on fire in front of them. These are the people that will maliciously trespass onto someone's yard to steal a sign or they will they will do something of that ilk they will do some sort of crime to further their ideology those are level level three three bravo trolls those trolls will go out of their way to cause violence to attack dissuade and demonize anybody affiliated with that level of, or, or anyone that opposes their ideology. Now those trolls inadvertently get themselves monitored because most people are report. Those are the people that were in that three alpha category. They got reported a lot. And then they are, now they're in the action phase of their trolldom where they, they'll say comments that are, very pointed, very particular. They're the ones that will still swat and all that, but they are actually more game to get out and, and interject themselves or be a counter protester to someone with a different ideology. That is what I call, like I said, a level three Bravo troll, somebody who will go physically out in the world to further their agenda, to further their party or political ideation uh, to the point where it's 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 physical, and, and we've seen this. We've seen this where uh, the Coast Guard guy was, you know, uh, very I idealistic when it came to his party position. Very uh, well, very white white power, very um, traditional when it comes in the process of he was actively making arrangements to go commit crime and action. So that's what I call level three Bravo. Those are the most dangerous of the trolls. Now, 
There is a fourth troll kind, and these are the, I want to call them the business trolls or the organizational trolls. Here's what I mean by that. These trolls will do short-term harm or even long-term harm, but it's not necessarily for a particular ideology, but it is a for a particular organization. It will be for a particular outward look or the uh, their their appearance. Kind of like the Clintons. Here's a good example. The Clintons will kill anyone. They will kill anyone. They will they will go out of their way to make somebody disappear in order to further themselves politically. As a as a government unit themselves, they will uh, they will go as far as killing teenagers without any remorse or any feeling whatsoever. Happened when they were governor, you know. Look it up; it's it's the truth. You know, these kids didn't just lay on the tracks themselves. They were they were killed. They were murdered, and it was done at the whim of the Clintons because they were going to get exposed for the frauds and the criminals they are. I am not I am not saying that Bill Clinton's presidency wasn't a surplus in the United States because it was. Uh, to be fair to Clinton, we did have a surplus uh, and our budget was doing pretty good. We did have a really good time in the 90s. However, uh, a lot of his policies, a lot of his mechanisms that he put in place, like the war on drugs, has caused irreparable damage to the country. And I say irreparable because now we live in a very, very comfortable police state because of his practice, practice and policies and, you know, uh, harsher punishments on people. I mean, he really put the hammer down and gave agency to law enforcement to go and commit the crimes they have been. And it's been a long process of accountability and sweeping up that has been going on last, I don't know, 20 years. And it's, uh, it, it's getting even more obtuse. It's getting to the point where, you know, every day there's an article about some sort of law enforcement that law enforcement officer or agency that did not do their due diligence, did not do the right thing. And now they're being called into question for accountability. I mean, is the, is the, if you're, if you're doing your job as a law enforcement officer, and you're doing it properly and you're still called into question about accountability. And if you've done your due diligence, or you've done it properly, you're going to be able to prove in court and say, hey, listen, I followed policy and procedure as it is written. I followed the law as it is written. You know, I enforced these specific laws under these specific statutes. And this is what I did. Now, and and, and they're going to have the video proof from the body camera and they're going to have all sorts of other documented proof that substantiates their claim. And not cover-up proof, not shit that's, you know, not edited video, not uh, redacted information, you know. I mean, if you're going to be a law enforcement agency, you should be absolutely 100% transparent with your constituents, with your city and your state, and anyone else who wants access to that information. The fact that there are mechanisms in place to prevent the public from getting documents and getting information 
is a slap in the face into what law enforcement should be. Now, are should entities be protected? Sure. Certain things should. Like if it's a if it's an undercover detective, redacting his name and rank should be perfectly okay. You know, if it's a uh if it's a state witness that is testifying against a major entity, you know, our major criminals, a criminal organization, should they be protected? Yes. A lot of people are going to say, well, children should be protected. I agree with you up to a point. Children should be protected. Yes. You know, if there, if there's anyone out there intending to do harm against children, absolutely. But when it comes to information on a police report, if you just want to enter in, uh, redact their name and age, perfect. But to redact, you know, the child's involvement in, in any incident is moot. It should be part of the, part of the narrative because we need to understand the entire narrative of what happened, what took place. And honestly, people who are accused of a crime should be able to write down or talking to a camera to give their statement, not just dragged in, not just thrown in handcuffs, put in jail, and then dragged in front of a judge without counsel, because we see that all too often. We see people that are arrested on a Friday night, dragged into court on a Monday morning after they've had very shitty accommodations. Whereas if a law enforcement officer commits a crime, they get a cushy 90 day vacation paid administrative leave where they face no criminal charge until it comes out way later. But by then, they've already taken savage amounts of money from the state, savage amounts of money from the city, and they're not held in a cage the same as another person who would have committed a crime. That is wrong all day. In fact, if there is a, if there is a use of force incident... The steps should be, one, 100% transparency with uh, the local media. And by local media, anyone who requests the information, that's police reports, that's uh, fire, fire and EMS reports, that is uh, any and all footage, unedited and unredacted. Now, uh, unedited to the point where uh, if there is somebody that's not given permission or if they're a, in an undercover capacity, yes, alter their voice, skew their face, but put the information out. Get it out there. Okay? Um, yeah, I mean, the whole botched Houston raid is a good example of why people have animosity towards law enforcement. One, there was no body cameras. Two, they did a 100% smear campaign on by people who, by all other account, are great citizens, great people. People that were not at war with law enforcement or government and not poisoning our kids and community. They were simply people who lived in a place for a lot of years, who happened to have a little weed, especially when it was a disabled veteran. And his spouse, who committed no crime, who had no criminal history, but they keep referring to him as suspects and trying to smear their good name. Now I'm going to get back to the trolldom. Level 4 trolls are the ones who actively, actively 
pursue harm against people who dare defy them within their organizational structure. Law enforcement has a habit of this. They will stalk people. They will access databases to get information about someone without there being an accusation of a crime in the first place. Uh, one uh, law enforcement officer, and I saw this on a video, where he utilized his police position to falsely arrest his daughter's boyfriend, kidnap her, even though she's 18 years old, grown, kidnap her, and drive her home when she had no, no desire to go with him, no desire to live with him, and her boyfriend did absolutely nothing wrong. That officer belongs in handcuffs. He belongs in jail. Anybody who authorized that, anybody who allowed that to happen, sergeants, other officers, if they had no intervention into that, that play, they should be held liable. They are party to a crime. I believe that wholeheartedly about all law enforcement. If you got five law enforcement officers standing around while another puts a gentleman who is handcuffed in a rear naked choke and, and chokes the life out of them, or if you've got five officers sitting on an individual when they're making an arrest, when it doesn't take that, that excessive use of force to do an arrest, then every officer present should be held liable for the death of that person. Just same way I believe correctional officers should be held liable. All correctional officers, the, the nurses, everybody should be held liable for the death of an inmate. Especially if their mechanism and what they did or their negligence allowed that to happen. Anybody who was on shift that knew, anybody who was uh, given information by the inmate or by the cellmates prior to that person's death that would have been able to prevent that death should be held liable. Why? I don't understand where their protections come from. And that's why they're bold enough to make threats online because they know they're going to be backed and supported. They're able to utilize their official capacity to harass and threaten citizens and their livelihood. They're able to utilize government resources to garner information about you in order to hem you up if you dare file a complaint, if you dare uh, assert that they did something, they will pursue you. In fact, I hear it all the time with officers who will gloat, laugh, and stare at and gawk at and celebrate the detention of any of the First Amendment auditors. Anytime anybody who has a notorious reputation for uh, filming law enforcement in the capacity of their duties, which is perfectly fucking legal, anybody who does that, that does get arrested, whether it's false or whether it's a sustained allegation, regardless if it was, they are ridiculed, they are often beaten and excessively handled and they are put on public display as if they did something wrong when in fact we've seen several cases where that individual did absolutely nothing wrong yeah they're the ones being treated like a criminal and it was the active pursuance of that law enforcement agency against that individual 
that allowed them to do harm to somebody who wasn't breaking the law. We have a, we have a situation on film where a gentleman was at a gas station. The organization, the gas station organization for which he was in said he did nothing wrong. Yeah, you have two disgusting police officers. And I say disgusting with uh, absolute vehemence. Trying to create a criminal situation out of nothing. They made a violent arrest on a man who was committing no crime. Who was welcomed by the establishment to purchase his items and go on his merry way. Yeah, because he dared defy a law enforcement officer's command. Which, last I checked, they work for us, not the other way around. Which, last I checked, uh, their badge and gun do not give them authority to abuse the Constitution or citizens' rights. But they do. That is a level four troll. And we see it in business too. There are people in business who are a, who work for an organization, whether it's a government organization or even private organization, as we've seen. And they pursue hardcore against individuals. It is, it happens all the time. That is a level four troll. These level four trolls have a habit of pushing people to the point where they themselves feel threatened enough to attack or retaliate against an organization. So when it comes to people committing a mass shooting on an organization, there are two reasons why they do it. One is because they view someone as the enemy and they feel they have to do it for their ideology or theology or whatever it is. They feel they have to. Then there's the other category of people that commit heinous crimes, but they do it because they were treated in such a way by people in that organization that they felt they had no other alternative but to eliminate not just the accusing individual, not just the, the person that they're after, but anyone affiliated with that organization because they will demonize them as well, where they felt it was a collective bashing. If you feel like you've been mistreated by an organization and it feels like it was done by the whole company, then you will pursue damages against that company on a larger scale than just taking out one individual or a handful of people. It will be done on a larger scale. Now, there is in no way an okay situation for either. That is not okay. I don't endorse it. I don't I don't even endorse uh, Dorner. Uh, Dorner was that uh, California officer who uh, witnessed corruption, tried to out that corruption, and it was involved, was... Uh, summarily removed from the force because he was trying to out people that were doing wrong. And he wasn't okay with the treatment of, of how people were being treated within that organization. Now, 
Was he in a situation that he may have been defending himself? Could have been. We just don't know. They didn't take him alive. They burned a house down around him. And that is unfortunate. That sucks. Unfortunately, he had a Rambo complex. And this is what I like to say, a Rambo complex. Because yes, he was a veteran. He was a law enforcement officer. But he felt in order to set things right, in order to wage war against the entities, against a government entity, he had to go rogue. He had to... He felt that he was under enough threat, he had to take action. Which is why he did what he did. Like I said, I don't endorse it. I don't even endorse that. I mean, could he have gone to a different agency and filed complaints and fought it diligently and sued and countersued? Whatever he had to do on that scale, yes. Could have, absolutely. Um... And the reason I liken him to Rambo is in the story in the first in First Blood you see John Rambo just trying to live, just trying to exist, just, just trying to eat, just trying to be, and he was being fucked with by a corrupt organization. This is also what the Punisher was all against. The Punisher would have killed corrupt cops, didn't care. Corrupt gang organization, corrupt companies, did not matter. If you were on the wrong side of the law, you were on the other side of his gun. Frank Castle was a monster of a man who committed heinous, brutal killings of men, but we don't really feel too bad because he was taking out corrupt people. So there's a difference. If you're a paladin, you work within the confines of the law to bring people down. If you're a cavalier, you have a little bit more of a flexible moral compass in order to get things done here's a distinction you have the guardians of the galaxy you have peter quill who has a very very flexible moral compass along with the other guardians of the galaxy and then you have people like captain america and even captain america gets you know i mean by doing the right thing he actually does go against the government you know, he does very much similar thing. But uh, for the longest time, he was on the side of the government doing their bidding as a as Captain America. He was very much the within the law, within his ability. He was given a lot of purview to do what he wanted to do. Same thing with Tony Stark. Those who are against the grain, so to speak, you have, um, like I said, the Frank Castles of the world, the anti, the true anti-heroes, the Deadpools, the... You know, those who have the flexible moral compass, but a mission to bring down a corrupt organization that has defied them. Now, let's talk about real people. Because we, we need to understand that there is a large distinction between fiction and real life. In real life, yes, you have to reload a gun. People die actually easier than they do in the... Uh, in the comic books um, and films, but we also have to understand that there are real collateral damage. There's real collateral damage out there. And the collateral damage are people that have no idea 
that they are so hated and, and put against when that mass shooter comes in with their gun, with their multiple guns. I mean, if the intern is just the intern who gets coffee, does she or he, he deserve to die? No. Just because they're in that organization does not, does not make them bad. However, this goes the same for even law enforcement. You may be thinking like, Dave, what the fuck are you saying? All of law enforcement are bastards. And yeah, they are. Um, and here's why. You do have law enforcement that I believe in my heart, they're good people. In fact, they get into the business for good and noble intentions. They really do. Most people. But somewhere along the line, they stopped holding themselves accountable, firstly. Then they stopped holding their brethren accountable because maybe they don't feel that is their place to do so. If you know the law and you know the Constitution, you see one of your brethren make a huge mistake in violating someone's rights and doing harm, then you, they have a duty to intervene. If they don't, they are actually party to the crime. This is where I have problems with those who would say, oh, well, it's only a few in law enforcement. I don't know if that's entirely true. Can't really sustain that allegation when it's, one, you can show video from pretty much all police agencies doing one crime or another. Or multiple crimes. Or, you know, their their language towards people exerting their rights is, is absolutely heinous. Now, um, there are those, though, and, and we have seen it. There are police organizations out there. There are individuals out there who are heroic that will jump in the line of fire to save someone else's life. They will rescue a baby on the side of the road. They will prevent horrible people from getting to innocent people. Those people I applaud. Those people I endorse. Mm -hmm. However, I do not and will not ever endorse a bystander law enforcement officer that sees a crime committed by their brethren and does nothing about it. Now, if you weren't on duty when shit went down between your organization as a law enforcement officer or a security agent or whatever have you and someone else... Should you be reaping the damages for that? No, you should not. That individual needs to be held accountable. And the individuals that were party to, not you who's on the next shift. I get it. If you've been doing your due diligence, you've been doing your job properly, you film all the interactions, you uh, put the notes in correctly, legibly, and you let people go, and there's actually been no fucking crime committed, and you don't sit there and pester them just because they are withholding their identification. If they've committed no crime, you don't need their identification. If you have no reasonable, articulable suspicion that a crime has been, is in the process of, or will be committed, then you have no business contacting that individual. If they've been accused by another party of a crime, which is what they would have to be accused of, for a detention, then get that information first and get that individual on scene to identify the criminal to us and, and they better be coming with proof in this day and age if they have no proof that the crime was committed by that individual other than their eyesight 
and that individual doesn't have any property or show any visual, you know, anything that they actually committed that said crime, then they need to be let go. If your company has a video camera of them committing the crime, then yes, detain them. And it is a lawful detention if someone is accusing someone of another, of a crime, even if it's trespass, but they have to be... If you're gonna, if you're the officer detaining that individual, say, "Hey, we have a complaint that you are trespassed. We have the individual that is asserting that uh, coming down here to speak, and uh, we also have uh, them trying to gather any uh, footage to sustain their allegation." So that right there is how it should be done. Now, if they're simply filming. And they're not breaking the law, then as a law enforcement agency, it's not worth your time to show up and ascertain anything. It's in fact that's a waste of taxpayer dollars, and those who made the call should be getting a bill for wasting taxpayer money. They really should be. If you so we went over the four stages of the troll. One, two, three, Alpha, Bravo, and four. Those are the four levels of trolldom in my eyes. Now, if there's another troll set that I am missing, please, please, please let me know. You can shoot me an email at dwelch9627 at gmail.com. I'll be happy to address any questions or uh, entertain any thoughts that you have on this topic. You know, I'd be glad to have a dialogue with you. Um, I'm 100% transparent on that. I mean, I am I am who I am. I will say what I'm going to say. And, you know, I mean, I'm citing instances on film that are readily available on YouTube. Uh, if you type in um, police harassment or police or cops or something in on YouTube, you will find plenty of videos. If you type in First Amendment audit, Second Amendment audit, you know, Fourth Amendment rights violated or just rights violation or something amendment. I mean, all these videos will pop up. If you type in false arrest, um, false uh, false entry or, uh, yeah, false entry by law enforcement. I mean, a lot of these videos will show up and it'll show law enforcement overstepping their bounds and doing what they're not actually allowed to under the law. So, I mean, it, it is, I would encourage you to watch videos with a critical eye, critically think about the situation, and think about all the parties involved. Now, there is a distinct difference between shutting down a dirtbag who's committing crimes and multiple crimes and has no remorse and they're, they really don't care that they get caught or not. They just want to live in the moment and do their dirt then yeah, those individuals need to be incarcerated and, and sober enough to make it through that whole process of understanding to say, hey, you know, you committed this crime. There are individuals out there that we know of in the med you know, and medically documented that they have no remorse. They are totally psychopath. Those people exist. They, they exist in all facets of the world. Government, uh, business, um, I mean, there are probably psychopaths that run nonprofits, 
but it's it's what benefits them. It doesn't matter what the law or moral compasses or anything says. It matters what benefits them in that moment. Now, trolls will attack multiple platforms. Social media, um, articles, um, real-life protests and rallies. Um, so trolls are everywhere. Trolls will rent a billboard and plaster whatever they want on there. They'll stand out there with signs. And they're not necessarily trolling if they just have a counter-ideology, but they are trolling if they do it just to be obtuse or they do it for harm. Those are the severe trolls. Trolls that do things to get people hurt or that will actively go out and hurt people are the ones you need to watch for. I mean, if they are in your YouTube comments and they're talking shit and they have no... I mean, you can tell. If they have no liked videos, they have no videos themselves, if they have no... Yeah, you could look at it and look at the account and say, man, somebody just created this nonsense. Then you'll understand that you're probably dealing with a troll. Somebody created an account really quick. Could be an officer, could be a person directly involved in that situation. But they don't want to reveal themselves because they are trying to defend what they did or somebody they know or some organization they're part of did. And I don't understand. So there's... There are people that have blind affiliation to their organization no matter what happened, what went down. They just know that they back the Blue or they back Antifa or they back the Proud Boys or they back ICP. Whatever, whoever. They have a strong allegiance to that organization. They have a strong affiliation where that no matter what that organization does... They will never back down from their love and support of that organization because they have enrolled themselves and embroiled themselves with that ideology. Now, there are people that flip flop because of what happens to them personally based on aligning themselves with that organization. There are people that have 100% back the blue, will never go against law enforcement end up turning around having a horrible encounter with law enforcement only to say, hey, maybe the other guys are right and flip their ideology to the point where it's like, hey, no, like I have to be more critical about this because not being critical, not thinking about the possibility of someone in that organization being corrupt, then that puts them in a precarious situation if they run into that officer or that agency in the wrong light. We have seen time again, time and again, where people's mission, and we, we saw this clearly with the uh, Chief Salvaggio situation uh, here in Texas, where people were trying to post his residence, his phone, personal phone numbers, and you know his pictures, so that somebody somewhere does harm, and he actually got, and that actually got activists who were doing the right thing and utilizing their First Amendment arrested for utilizing their First Amendment and not protecting what goes on in their chat room. I'm sorry, but it is freedom of speech to 
voice and opinion, but it's also freedom of speech to, it is not freedom of speech to threaten and harass someone. I don't care if they're a government official or not. If you threaten harm against a government official, yes, they have every right to defend themselves. So don't don't mistake a, a law enforcement officer who has his family and name threatened to not do something about it because they actually have more agency to do something because they are protected by the badge and the gun. They are protected by an organization of individuals who are more than willing to kill you to assert their dominance in society. Even though they supposedly work for the community. So, the same goes with officers against activists. We have seen too many times where officers will become super familiar with certain activists and have all their personal information and will put it out there in order to do harm. In order to... And they'll even put the message out, hey, look for this guy if you see him. Rough him up, or if you see him, you know, catch him slipping. That way we can ridicule him down at the station. If you don't believe that happens, you are sadly fucking mistaken. That happens all across the U.S. with multiple agencies and multiple activists. So just make sure that if you're a troll out there that you fall into the one or two category, don't get into the threes and fours. Because those are the ones that are going to get you caught up. Those are the ones that are gonna that are gonna get you harmed one day because you're trying to put people in danger. And when you put someone in danger, they have an obligation to themselves and others, and you will see it, to defend themselves. Being a troll now, being a troll and being obtuse and funny and going against the grain, we have comedians that do just that. What they say is off-putting. What they say and assert may be the truth without sugarcoating it. I mean, there are things that they do say and will act out that are not popular at all. Or they are popular with a certain demographic, but not others. So don't think that it's out of the realm of possibility to have comedians fall in the troll zone because it's pretty much what they do for a living. They do tactfully, they tactfully troll people for a living. They fall into the one or two category. They don't belong in the three alpha, three bravo, four category where they're wanting people to get fucked up, harmed, and, and taken out. They're not saying that or asserting that or wanting that at all. Now, there are some out there, there are some who even have radio platforms and podcasts that do advocate for harm. I've done it on my show inadvertently, where I was calling upon revolution, where I was calling upon, and I was I was in a very angry state, totally get it, and I wanted the powers that be to feel my wrath, absolutely. You know, on my show, I've said, hey, you know, like, there's going to have to be force. And this is, and this is just a, an opinion. This is, this is a very well-educated opinion that says, that I'm saying that in order to alter 
or change the way things are going to alter the status quo when it comes to the law enforcement, the law enforcement community in their interaction with society, there will have to be force because no one and nothing is keeping them accountable without the threat of force. Just the way it works. I mean, if you're standing by yourself and you're around six, seven police officers and you threaten them with, hey, if you guys aren't going by the law, I'm going to defend myself. They're going to laugh because they know you're not armed. And they are. Their frowns go away or their smiles go away when you are armed or if you're with a group of people more than willing to defend yourself in the Constitution. They don't like that. They don't like the idea that one of their goons is going to die that day because somebody decided to not take their shit. That's the kind of patriotism and revolution that I want. I want somebody to stand on the shoulders of our forefathers and say, no, I am not going to be bullied. I am not going to be abused by government entities who are not grounded in the law, who do willy-nilly whatever it is they think they can and do, and just not take it anymore. We do have a Bill of Rights. We have rights, and cops can't just make shit up as they go. They have to be grounded in the law if they're going to make an arrest, if they're going to affect an arrest, they're going to do something. They have to do it within the confines of the law. If they, if they have a belief in their heart that they don't have to follow the rules, but everybody else does, then that just opens it up for more criminal activity. Because essentially they're going to be okay with uh, extortion and other things and not going by the Constitution. And then when they, when they or one of their brothers gets fucked up and shot or beaten, or whatever have you, they have a very public funeral procession, or a very public display of solidarity, whereas we as individuals do not get that display, unless it's well after the fact, and by then that officer has been um, acquitted by the same system that gives him his paycheck, by the same people that equally accept a paycheck from the state because there is no vetted interest in those people prosecuting and pursuing someone who works within their organizational structure. Doesn't work. You have to have the accountability. Uh, the, the accountability has to be from the people in this instance. So when you have government agents and or agencies that are way past redemption and they're doing the wrong thing like every fucking day with, we have something new coming out. We as the people need to come in, step in, and not just troll, but to physically go there, physically march in, deprive these individuals of their rights, lock them in cages, and pursue them in the court system. Because that's the only way there will be justice reform, is if we take those and we very viciously go after them for committing crime. Other than that, they're not going to change. They will make examples of a few individuals, but they will not overall change because the temptation is there. The temptation to be corrupt is overwhelming when you give someone that much power. And I get it. I totally get it. Believe me, if you had the power 
to wield a badge and a gun that gives you special privileges, you're probably going to take it. You're probably going to take advantage of the special privilege in one way, faster, or another. But there are like microcosms that are part of that same ilk. I mean, if you get a park in certain places and, you know, where other people can't, yeah, that's a special little privilege. Does that really hurt the general public? Nope. But when you have special privileges that subvert the rights of others and, and hurt the general public, then you get into the realm of criminal activity and criminal organization. Don't fall into that trap as a law enforcement officer. And fully, you know, and, you, and just because you get another officer out of the organization for committing a crime and not doing the right thing, you're not a rat. You are, you are someone who is saving that organization a fuck ton of money and you're protecting the rights of more people than that one individual. The thin blue line literally is a representation a visual representation of the corruptness of their organization by saying that we will do everything we can to back our brothers and sisters. It's, it has nothing to do with fallen officers. It doesn't. It has nothing to do with that. That's where maybe some of the organizational money will go, but that's not what it's for. It is literally a visual representation to show the people that they will do whatever they have to to cover each other's backs. <laughs> and that is the way it is. There has to be checks and balances. Now, law enforcement agencies are kind of caught in a cash 22. So here's the cash 22 they're caught in. Yes, they're going to do the initial investigation. They're going to be seeing, they're going to be surveying the scene. Uh, their organization will be the ones taking the pictures, gathering the evidence, and um, do it being thorough. When it comes to, or even not being thorough, they're, they're the ones that will, you know, pretty much write up the reports and do all that. Yes. Is it okay to call in maybe another organization to double check their work? Sure. Yeah. Call in the sheriff's department, call in the FBI, call in a federal organization, come through, make a good sweep and say, you know what? Hey, they didn't get it quite right. So let's go ahead and clean up some of this information. Okay. Or, hey, let's quickly review the video. Now, an organ and, and cops already do this. If the organization, or if they have video footage that goes their way, they will absolutely put it, put it out there. And it'll be out there the next day. They're like, no, 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 we got body cam footage that shows X, Y, Z, which is why we made that decision. More of the controversial ones are the ones where like, no, we're not going to release the body cam. We're not going to do X, Y, Z because... We don't want you to get a bad impression of all of our officers based on one officer's actions, which is invariably what people do. That's the catch-22 they're in. People will get a, a whole mad look at an organization based on one officer's actions. We've seen that in Mesa, Arizona. We saw that in Glendale, Arizona. You had two officers, one that was giving the most dumb orders, and you had another officer that actually fired and killed the man in Mesa, who was crawling on his hands and knees and it was clearly unarmed, clearly unarmed. 
But that's what you have. You have these two, two individuals, but you also have another incident later on where you have more officers doing bad, where they beat up a guy for no reason who wasn't doing anything, made a violent arrest for no reason, just because he wasn't following their commands to the, the very whim, to the very letter, to the very T. And in fact, I believe he was, and he was still fucking pushed around for it. So you can't say that the Mesa Police Department isn't a corrupt police department, and they only have a few bad apples. You can't say that. Now, what's ironic is I have two brothers-in-law that work for the Mesa Police Department, and they are upstanding individuals. I believe they do the job right. I believe their heart is in the right place. Uh, one is a combat veteran. The other one is, is a pilot. And they are super smart individuals. And yeah, I, I believe in my heart that they've done the right thing, their due diligence. I know them as individuals personally. I know them. I know that, and we've discussed, they have acknowledged several times where they, they, they've even acknowledged their brethren didn't do the right thing. So to, to lump them into that, that accusation hurts, but I have to do it because they're not, and, and they weren't even on scene for both any of those incidences, unfortunately. They were not on scene. They had no involvement in that, but they're still thrown under the bus because they happen to be part of that organization. Could they go to other organizations? Sure. You know, but unfortunately they're part of a cabal of other criminals and if they're the ones that are still standing, if they do an investigation and weed out the bad officers, then that's the case. Or if they do some digging and they find out corruption in their ranks, then they have to weed that out. They themselves have to call on, call out their brethren that says, hey, you fucked up big time. I'm going to distance myself from you. I'm going to have to fill out this report. I have to do, I have to do my due diligence. I got to tell Sarge. I got I to gotta go to chain of command. And, you know, if that's the way it goes, that's the way it goes. Unfortunately, you fucked up. You see this in the military all the time. You want to talk about an organization that keeps itself accountable is the military. Now, there is an accountability in the military that's top down. It takes an extreme investigation to have anybody in the upper echelon affected. Officers and unless unless that officer or chief or somebody appears on fucking Dateline NBC, they're more than likely not going to be held accountable. <laughs> That's just not going to happen because they do such a good job of covering each other's ass. Officers don't go down hardly at all in the military. If you're lower enlisted, though, you want to talk about a, uh, an accountability factor, they will fuck you. You make a mistake, they come after rank, they come after everything about you. Your whole entity, your whole being. Doesn't matter. No Vaseline, do not pass go, you are going to get it. And... It should be up and down. You'll see uh, people on the upper side of the organization get nothing. They'll get slapped on the wrist, whereas somebody who did the exact same thing in lower ranks will get fucking, you know, staked to the proverbial uh, cross. And we see it all the time. Now, this comes to the end of my video or my audio here. This comes to the end of David's Life and Observation. Trolls, watch out for them. Do not become part of that upper troll echelon, the 3 Alpha, 3 Bravo, and 4. 
If you have any um, response to this, please shoot me an email, dwelch9627 at gmail.com. I'd be happy to uh, listen to you, provide you documentation that substantiates my claim. If I can find those videos, I'd be more than happy to get them to you. If you have videos yourself that you want to show me that is counter what I've been saying, like maybe there's a different video angle on something that I never saw, I'd be more than happy to take a look at that. And if that changes or realigns my thinking on that particular incidence, then that's what it does. And there has been incidences or instances where that has happened. One instance, you get kind of all butthurt that the cop is kicking this dude's ass, but then you look on the other side, this guy goes for a gun. There's another angle that shows this guy clearly going for a weapon, and then he has stopped. Absolutely is the way it should go. Or maybe this guy just got done doing harm to an individual that's still combative, and yeah, they got to they got to go hands on and put it to to the guy, or what or woman has to happen. Shit does happen. So, um, watch out for the different levels of the trolls. Uh, definitely, uh, if you are a troll yourself, stay in that one two category. Do not go into the upper echelon, and please, for the love of God, don't do harm to anyone. If we can make it through the day without harming someone or something and doing something that maliciously fucks with someone. Then they, then they won't have that retaliation and hate in their heart to do something to somebody else. Or even you. And that's the end of David's life and observation for the day. Love you guys.